Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio. With podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. Everybody and welcome to the final Extreme Anime Radio podcast for the month of March and the last Extreme Anime Radio podcast before somebody goes over the hill. Don't think about going over the hill. And even if you do, just remember, you pick up speed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you put me at ease, Neff. You put me at ease. Well, like I said, just look at me. <laughs> Actually, maybe you should just run away screaming now. <laughs> well, I'm JR. He is Neff. And yes, I'm the person going over the hill, as you can see, with all this little balloon set up behind me. <laughs> Happy earliness, birthdayishness uh, from Liz. Thank you very much, Liz. Appreciate that. Uh, and to all of you, welcome tonight. Uh, this is going to be just a podcast, no post game stream, because I have some things coming up in the next few days. Um, so after tonight, uh, we will come back a week from tonight with a podcast and a stream starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. But welcome to the final podcast of March. Um, for those of you watching us, uh, remember you can access all of our audio podcasts on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And if you're listening to us on Anchor, please tune into Twitch and follow our faces at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. And use the website, because apparently, uh, according to Neff, uh, Twitch is doing away with their desktop app. Yes, literally, I opened it up tonight, and a big purple banner is at the top of the screen saying, Heads up, we've made a difficult decision to stop supporting the Twitch desktop app on April 30th. I wonder why. Well, again, supporting another app, they might have said, look, let's uh, concentrate our resources on the website, because, of course, the website, in theory, is accessible by any device that can access a website, right? Mm. As opposed to, okay, we have Windows, we have Windows 7, we have Windows 10, we have Windows 11, and, you know, then there's the Mac side, so they're like, mm. you know what, let's just, let's just do a website and be done with it. Yeah. So, um... We are chugging along here. We're back on Streamlabs uh, because uh, that's still the software I kind of trust for the time being when it comes to uh, recording the podcast. But eventually we will switch things over to OBS. Uh, OBS seemed to hold up very well in the last few streams we've done um, with Ace Attorney. Uh, 
and also with uh, Flight Simulator. And I'm glad uh, we had a fun time on Monday with Flight Simulator and the new Sarah One aircraft. I want to thank uh, Neff, of course, and Liz and everybody else, including the Sarah cosplayers who joined us for both streams. Even though the first one kind of ended up uh, in the most uh, unusual way. <laughs> in other words, it was like the movie Airplane. <laughs> and uh, you, think, you think I'm making a joke? Surely you jest, and don't call me Shirley. Surely. <laughs> nah, sorry, bad joke. If you haven't seen that movie, go see it and have a laugh. <laughs> Hello, Calda. Thank you for joining us here. Um, so, yes, uh, we have uh, some conversations and discussions and topics to bring up. Um, there's a big topic that came up on our Discord, Neff, in the last few days. And uh, it seems like we're hearing... Some updates to this whole news. So um, so we'll dive into that right away. Uh, the Crunchyroll saga continues. Yeah, um, let's just say changes are being made. And it seems that these changes are being made at a breakneck pace. And I think they want to break their own necks at this rate. Mm. And that change being, um, as Nev is alluding to, the fact that... Um, when the original news came out a few days ago, it was reported Crunchyroll is going to stop offering free simulcasts of their anime uh, starting with the spring catalog. That was the original news that came out. Normally, up until this point, um, the Crunchyroll shows that come out, um, you can watch them on a one-week delay for free ad-supported. And uh, it looks like, uh, well, from the original news, they were going to do away with this model now and force you to actually pay for a subscription in order to watch the anime. That's uh, pretty much the perfect summation. Mm. And um, there was a bit of a clarification after that. Uh, apparently, Crunchyroll told Anime News Network... Um, we're not going to exactly get rid of the free-to-watch uh, model. Um, they're saying that um, any series that were started before this point, you can continue to watch those series free, ad-supported, until those series conclude. Um, the original release said that uh, they were going to take a sampling of animes from the spring season and make like the first two or three episodes available for free ad supported and then if you want to watch more you have to pay for a subscription now they're saying that um we want to clarify things and say that um we're no longer going to automatically have animes play a week later for free ad supported but we are going to continue the free-to-watch form in some way. So does that... Uh, any cohesion there, Neff, as to what I'm saying to okay. you? Let me try to deconstruct everything. Yeah. Okay, now, this is going to take some deconstruction, you know, big time. First of all, I am convinced that they originally had plans to say no more ad-supported model. Mm. It, th that that was the plan. It was going to be, nope, you got to pay. Then the feces hit the rotating fan blades. And in that case, apparently on social media, everybody was yelling, okay, we're going to put on the eye patch, and, you know, Crunchyroll can go, you know, jump up a rope. So Crunchyroll and Formation and Sony said, Mm, yeah, we're taking a bit of a beating here. Can we try to clarify this a little so we don't look as bad? The problem is, the first attempt at clarifying, it doesn't really help. Because it's like, okay, you get three episodes and then nothing. That still doesn't deal with the problem. Mm. So now they're like, okay, let's dial it back all together and we'll try to come up with something else. <laughs> but you see, here's the problem that underlies the whole thing. Mm-hmm. As we all know, there are ad blockers and, you know, like no script and ad block, etc. Most of those things actually work 
on sites like Funimation and Crunchyroll. So what does that mean? That means that the ad-supported model is broken when everybody says, oh, I'm just going to click on, you know, ad block and no script and, you know, no more ads, and I still get my anime for free. That's what triggered this off. Mm. But again, the problem is the way we've done it is just about the worst way they could have. It goes in the same vein as Netflix saying, okay, we're going to delay the anime that we release by two weeks from the original Japanese you know, dates of release, which all that does is encourages, you know, the high sea shenanigans, <laughs> which is the last thing we want to do. Arr. Arr, yes, arr, the one piece and not that piece. <laughs> so I, I, I find myself going, okay, whoever is making the decisions at Funeral or Crunchy Nation or Sony Overlord, however you want to call this, what? really isn't an anime fan. All they are seeing is the dollar signs that they can make. Ka-ching. Because, yeah. Yeah, literally. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And again, I understand that. You know, I'm of a vintage where I understand the business model, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The, the point is, though, you're dealing with a consumer of this product that doesn't always necessarily have the money to buy, you know, that will buy, will sit through an ad, right? Mm. I think part of the problem is the way they've done it, though, is, is like, like watching all this, I'm just going, okay, not only have you shot yourselves in the foot, you've paused to reload for round two. <laughs> Don't do this to yourselves. Because, I mean, you have enough problems with your paying customers. Mm. You know, in this whole transition between Funimation Crunchyroll. So why are you now fighting another battle on another front at the same freaking time? I mean, I'm going to use an analogy here. World War II. You know, a certain person tried to fight a battle on two fronts. Didn't work out so good for him. And this is what Sony's doing. And I'm just going, like... Like, I'm sorry. No, history. Learn from it. Don't repeat it. We don't want anime fans to do Omni and a Hellcat tricks to get their anime uh, uh, flex says. I, I'm sorry. I don't get the reference. And Hellcat, only, to me, only talks about a fast uh, dodge, <laughs> dodge product. So I don't know what he's talking about. So I, I apologize. <laughs> but, but the point is, look, I understand. And I'm sure a lot of people understand it's a business, mm. right? Yeah. Animation does not come out of the animation ferry. <laughs> there are people to pay, you know, and companies to support. Okay, good. Fine. We all understand that. The problem is the companies that own the IP figure they're going to monetize it down to the very last nickel. And the problem is with this, with the audience you have, that attitude doesn't work because that audience says, oh yeah, I'll put on the eye patch as opposed to put up with this garbage. So you're, you're of the opinion that, uh, well, exactly the same thing that happened to Gran Turismo earlier this month. Well, okay. Gran Turismo is worse <laughs> because you've paid for the product and they release it and it's a dumpster fire. And you gotta pay more. <laughs> and you gotta, like, and the micro turns out. It's like okay, the EA Sports model of microtransactions is not what you want to emulate, mm-hmm. right? It's like, for example, Fate Grand Order, the game. It is possible to play it without spending a dime. I don't spend a dime, okay? <laughs> because no, I, especially not at the prices they're asking. Because if you've ever seen Fate Grand Order and you see what they want to charge you for the same quartz, which is the currency in the game, mm-hmm. you look at their prices and you go, and yet you hear you read stories of people spending two, three hundred dollars, and you're just like going, you want your wife to or your husband to owe that much? That's on you. Me, not so much. 
we've had this conversation before with Uma Musume and the diabolical amounts that uh, people have paid to get the bonuses there. Like I said, there are those people who will pay. And, you know, more power to them. I'm just going, I only have so much money that I can spend. You know, and buying, you know, a fake wife or a fake husband, though, yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, uh, so. it's interesting to see um, if there's going to be any more clarification to the clarification to the clarification to the announcement. I think whoever wrote that first announcement is going to be walking the plank themselves, to be quite honest, because they did not think this one through at all. Mm. It's, it's just, it reeks of, we're going to do this, and if you don't like it, well, what are you going to do? Because we're the monopoly now, or near monopoly. Mm-hmm. So. We have a comment in the chat from Liz your mic sounds off like you're talking through a tin can sorter or something. Um, I do notice Neff is a little bassy for me, but I'm okay with it. Let me just triple check something. I'm pretty sure I'm on the proper mic. I think you are too. Yeah, I'm on the proper mic, so it's like, oh. <laughs> it, it, it's been one of those days, perhaps. Right. No worries at all. And uh, let me turn that mic just a titch. Maybe that'll help. Okay. Just it. Okay. I just turned it down a bit. Does that help any? I think a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I just. The problem is, in my real job, I have to talk to people, some of whom are older. Uh, seeing as uh, we're talking about all this, and are a little hard of hearing. Actually, so, um, you're you're now cutting out a little bit. Now I'm cutting. Okay, what in the name of? Okay, now I'm turning it back up again. Did that fix me? I guess I you can't say, have it both ways, huh? <laughs> nope, it's either one way or the other. You can't hear me, or you can hear me too loudly. <sighs> we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's what post production's for. You're good at that. Yeah. <laughs> We kind of, we kind of uh, uh, taught me the bits and pieces uh, when you edited those background noise shows and used Audacity to do all the ducking and stuff. So let's uh, let's turn away from Crunchyroll. Actually, no, we'll stick with Crunchyroll a little bit because we have uh, some news about a redub that is apparently mostly going to show up on Crunchyroll. The Prince of Tennis. Ah, uh, yes. That's right. I, I, I actually found out about that because on Facebook, I'm friends with a voice actor who teaches other voice actors and who announced that this voice actor who was his student is in the, is in the lead role. Ooh, wow. So let me look that up real quick. Uh, that would be uh, Alejandro Saab. I believe so. That, actually, that's not. Although I'd have to look. I have to see if I can find it again. Let me see if I can find it. Oh no worries. One quick second here. Do, 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 do. But um, that that's the first name that came up on Crunchyroll's release. So Crunchyroll is going to be releasing uh, most episodes of Prince of Tennis uh, with a new English dub and. It will be from episodes 51 on, because apparently the first 50 episodes are still uh, licensed by Hulu. Licensing. Speaking of, there's a lack of stuff that Crunchyroll's losing as of tomorrow. Because it's the end of the month. Yes, and it's going to uh, high dive. (sighs) So... If you had certain shows, especially any Sentai titles, um, you either binge them now in the next 24 hours or so, or you start coughing up for High Dive. Mm. And that includes all the Lupin the Third. Lupin the Third. I was going to bring that up, yeah. Well, I already have High Dive. It's just that High Dive, it isn't quite as easy to bookmark particular episodes. Mm-hmm. 
as it is with Crunchyroll, because you can say, okay, I want that particular episode, and you know, I can go back to it at any point and go, there, I watched this. Mm-hmm. Which is how I was doing the, the Christmas marathons I used to do. I was do I do for anime every year. It's like, okay, I know the episode. I have it. Bark, bark, bang. <laughs> But, uh, so yes, um, I don't know how long uh, Prince of Tennis is going to stay on Hulu, but apparently if you want to watch the entire series, which I think uh, I think is as long as, uh, let's see, 128 episodes total, and then 13 in the sequel anime, 7 in the first OVA, and 10 in the second OVA. So that's, what, 150-ish or something like that? Sounds about right. Um, I'll say this. I'm going, that's a lot of episodes, but it's a lot of of work too, right? Mm. Especially on an older older series. And that's what we're talking about early early 2000s, right? Yes, that's an older series now. (laughs) Tick. Talk, JR. Tick tock. Uh, stop with these reminders, will ya? <laughs> Early 2000s animes where the focus was on how many highlights can you put on an anime character, right? Yeah, and, and that transition between, you know, eyes and what they do now, <laughs> which is sort of like blobs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. More blobby depending on the situation. Indeed. <laughs> but um, I was also looking up uh, some other broadcast news. And uh, we have some broadcast news about something that you probably grew up with, Neff, as did I, at least with the English translations. MXC. You remember that? Oh, yeah. That used to be big on. Now, what was the channel called back in the day? Spike TV, and then before that, what was it called? But it was one the of National those Network, shows. the National Network, something like that. Yeah, the National Network, exactly. It was one of those weird shows you watched where you were just going, ow, 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 as you watched these people get smacked around repeatedly. In fact, there were a couple of American derivatives of it, uh, one of which is Wipeout, if you've ever seen that. Mm. ABC, uh, yeah, which doesn't quite have the same charm, but mainly because you know it isn't being badly dubbed. Right. And I'm sorry, the MXC ones, the the, the wax, etc., when they get when the contestants get bashed around, they look like they hurt. This is um this is a new acquisition by Amazon Prime. Um Takeshi's Castle, the old Japanese series uh, which was then dubbed into MXC. Uh, the series was originally produced in Japan, late 80s, early 90s, and starred very, very famous and popular actor and director in Japan, Takeshi Kitano, also known by his stage name, Beat Takeshi. Um, he does a lot of... Um, he, he's done a lot of Yakuza dramas, um and has directed some um surrealist type um movies. He also played uh Zatoichi, uh the blind swordsman in a movie. Um I would highly recommend uh that you try to check out some of Beat Takeshi slash Takeshi Katano's work if you can. And I don't mean MXC where he's dubbed over into something totally different than what he's originally saying. I'm going to ask, because uh, I, I, I don't know the, the face offhand to, to the name. Which of the two hosts is he? Oh, let's see. Oh, I got to look up MXC. Because <laughs> there were the two of them, the, the, the smaller one and then the taller gentleman. And it was like r- running gag between them. It's like, okay, both of you... All overdubbed to the point where it's like, if you if either of you had brains were dynamite, you can blow each other's noses. Like yikes! I think it was uh, was the host Vic Romano. I think so. Yeah. So 
If he, if Vic Romano was the host, that's beat Takeshi's character, the one who he keeps constantly hitting his co-host uh, Kenny Blakenship. I think his name is. Uh, so who's the with the paper fan? Wham, 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 exactly. wham, wham. Now, you, now oh, you can put a face to it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> so he is, I believe, seventy-five years old or thereabouts. And he is going to come back for this series, um, which is being purported as the quote-unquote sequel slash reboot to the original Takeshi's Castle. It's going to debut on Amazon Prime next year. And uh, it's just one of um, what seems to be a lot of Japanese productions they're being uh, snatched up by Amazon. Well, I, actually, I think a lot of the, again, the problem is the IP is, you know, cheap, and you don't have to think of your own ideas. I mean, it's like they're going to do a live-action One Piece on Netflix. Given what happened with Cowboy Bebop, I, I foresee a train wreck. I really do. Why wouldn't they grab something... Not quite as beloved and or claimed being, you know, randomly done. I mean, they could grab Call Me Can't Communicate, and I guarantee you that would work. They couldn't mess that up. Didn't they make no. that into a live action already? The Japanese did, yes. Okay. But it hasn't been done by Americans yet. Mm. You know, probably for for the good, you know, because the, again, there are several characters in that show where it's like, uh oh, <laughs> which well, reminds me, it's coming back, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's next week or again, because of Netflix's, you know, goofing around, mm. might be two weeks from next week. Let's see. Uh, let's see if we have some information here, real quick. April 7th is the original Japanese uh, air date. Okay, April 7th. Which so means it's going to be that... the 21st. Oh, okay. Oh, so, oh, <sighs> Pardon me while I just fume here. Just sizzle and fume. It's like, okay, no. Because now my time will be taken up by the other shows. And, you know, sports ball... You know, there isn't that much time. You know, I, it's like, ah! <laughs> Especially yeah. when, you know, now it's getting close to playoffs in, you know, hockey, a.k.a. Canada's other religion. <laughs> um, and that's, um, actually, that's something I wanted to bring up um, because uh, we just heard at the end of Monday's stream um, the passing of Eugene Melnick, who I know working in the horse racing industry, he was a prominent thoroughbred owner and breeder, and you know him as? Uh, the owner of the Ottawa Senators. Also uh, owner of Corel Software. Really? Yes. Wow. So he, he, so he was the head of the company when they bought Word Perfect, the remains of it, and kept releasing Word Perfect. I mean... I don't think anybody's. I don't know anyone who's touched it for years, but they keep releasing it. Uh, I but I he, do. Oh, okay. So you're the first you're the first person I've heard of in the last. I want to say ten years. Who's saying? Yeah, I use Word Perfect. Not, okay. not Word Perfect. Corel. Ah, Corel Draw or PaintShop Pro. Ah, uh, PaintShop. There we go. So many, so many artistry programs. I mean, that was one of the things that Corel did very well. They grabbed all of those programs, and you know had this bundle of programs that artists swore by. Mm -hmm. you know, as somebody who has no art talent, I would just swear at it, but that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Eugene Melnick actually had a liver transplant uh, a number of years ago as well. So nobody, nobody's said what the cause of death was, but it's possible. I mean, you know, but, mm -hmm. and and again, now, now the question becomes, I mean, Aside from the obvious loss to the community, because he was very philanthropic, you know, he had he had many causes that he supported. The question is going to be, what happens to the the team, right? Mm -hmm. The Ottawa Senators, because he saved that team. Because I will say, I will be quite honest with you, but for Eugene Melnick, that team would have been gone from Ottawa when he bought them in two thousand 
2003 or 2005. Wow. But, but, but for him, they would have been gone. Hmm. You know, I mean, he had a complicated relationship with the fans there because, you know, the fans would come out when the team was good, but when the team wasn't so good, they were like, no, and we don't understand why you're doing these, th- these moves you do. And he was very, you know, like, wait a minute here, I'm doing the best I can, you know. I mean, the big blow-up was a couple of years ago at the Heritage Classic, the Outdoor Heritage Classic in Ottawa, mm. where he basically said, if the fans don't come out, I'm going to move, I might have to move the team. Mm. And that was the final straw for a lot of fans who were like, wait a minute here, you know. But he had a point, because if you're not coming out to see the product, you can't just keep throwing money at at, at the thing that lose money every year, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are owners who will do it, right? I mean, there are many owners in many sports who will just, you know, throw money at something because they want a championship. Mm-hmm. But there are other owners like Eugene Melnick who are like, you know, I'm a, I'm a businessman, and I have to, you know, at least not lose fists full of money trying to, you know, make this product work. Mm. So... I mean, he survived by uh, two young daughters, so the question will be what happens, and right now the answer is business as usual. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, um, somebody that we know from, you know, two different spectrums, and it would be well missed, I think, uh, Eugene Melnick. Um, Mm -hmm. Tough to turn the page, but uh, what are you looking forward to in the coming weeks in the sports world, Neff? Well, as I mentioned, you know, hockey is now entering the playoffs. I mean, now it's more a question of jockeying for position. In fact, last night there was a game involving the local sports ball team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Boston Bruins, which may or may not end up being a first-round playoff series. Let's just say Toronto ran them over, and then Boston got nasty. <laughs> nasty enough that... One of Boston's star players ended up at the end of the second period yapping enough to the referee that the referee gave him a 10-minute misconduct, and they started the period in the penalty box. Oh, no. Well, I mean, there had been chippy play all night, including, you know, a Leafs player hitting a Boston player into the booms, Boston player retaliating with a punch to the head, which knocked out or close to knocking out the Leafs player. He had to be held off the ice. Mm. Um, Leafs goaltender, he survives one, I think he survives half a period. And he pulls his groin, apparently. Again. This, is, this was supposed to be our 1B goaltender. In other words, you know, Jack Campbell's supposed to be the number one, Peter Morazic, the injured, next injured goaltender again. Uh, you know, his his groin is apparently made of wet spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And it just basically, you know, he pulls his groin like I walk badly and often. <laughs> so we end up with uh, Mr. Shogren in net again. Mm. Now, he did okay. I mean, he had a couple, but, you know, given that Boston was deciding, like, when they were down 6 1, they just took. They just said, you know, all bets are off. We don't care. We're going to play like morons because that's what they do. In other words, they try to run you over by splattering you all over the ice. See, the Leafs try to outgun you like the Roadrunner. These guys are more like, hmm, what's a good comparator? Hmm, more like just basically your average, you know, armored robot. You know, just take a swing and connect, maybe. <laughs> but cause devastation along the way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and now baseball starting next week, or is it is it next week or the week after? I can't remember. Actually, I think it is next week, April 7th. So that'll be interesting. Um, the Blue Jays have their rotation most, more or less set. The question is going to be, of course, can everybody stay healthy? And the answer, of course, in baseball is good luck with that. No. <laughs> no. No, no, no. It's just a question of how healthy can you stay? Right. You know, it's like, ugh. Yeah, and then let's see. Well, the NFL draft is coming. I'll be honest, the draft is kind of a, a really a crapshoot because aside from the first few players who end up on the crappiest teams and then have to try and survive being on the crappiest teams, 
Like, for example, somebody's going to end up on the New York Jets. <laughs> to them, condolences. You're going to need them. And New York Giants, condolences. You're going to need them. Wow. So, you know, the only, I mean, the only good team in New York State is the Buffalo Bills, who now have a new home coming in the next four years or so. They're going to spend $1.4 billion U.S. It's an open-air stadium in Buffalo. Wow. Pardon me while I smack my head. Because, I mean, the weather is going to be our, you know, advantage. I'm going, how is it an advantage when role players freeze just as easily as the guys across the line? So no more Orchard Park, huh? Or the Ralph or whatever you're going to call it this week. <laughs> that's, that's the funny part. That, that stadium where the Bills play now has been renamed so many times. Uh, I mean, I, I cannot for the life of me remember them all of the names. <laughs> That's how bad it's gotten. Because they basically, the name of, but the name of the t- the town is Orchard Park, right? The town is Orchard Park of New York, right? But the stadium itself has gone through. Let's see, uh, let's see. Warmer, I think Warmer Water Stadium, uh, Rifles Stadium, uh, Highmark's Highmark Stadium, or New York Stadium. I just, like I said, they just keep flipping names because it's a source of revenue, right? Right. Like, now it's rights, Highmark, right? I mean, naming rights, especially in the U.S., it's big business, right? You you get your name on the slapped on the side of the building, you know, it's a license to print money. I mean, that's why the former Great Western Forum is now known as the Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> or as I call it, the Crypt. <laughs> that's I, where, I got, you know, dreams go to die. I have the names right here. Uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium, New Era Field, and... I guess they had no naming rights last season, so it was just Bill's Stadium. Like I said, it's just like, okay, flip the names, flip the names. Whereas up here in Canada, mm-hmm. like you end up with 20-year naming rights deals mm. for peanuts in comparison. Oh, yeah. Like when uh, Now Scotiabank used to be called Air Canada Center. When Scotiabank got the rights, I think they it's a 20-year deal, and I think it's like $80 million a year. It's like peanuts mm. in comparison to what, you know, you get down in the States, which considering we're talking about, you know, a major stadium in, in North America, it's kind of depressing. Mm. But then again, you look, you look at the hockey arenas up here, half of them are owned or named after the telecom company. So it's like, <laughs> we have a question. How do you feel about your Leafs? This is a team that drives me crazy and to drink heavily because they'll play an excellent game against Boston mm. and run them out of the rink. Mm. But then last Saturday, they lose to the Montreal Canadiens, a team that is basically at this point trying to gun for number one in the draft lottery. So, In other words, yeah. they're bad. <laughs> no, no, they're not bad. They're just consistently inconsistent. You can't get this team to play consistently against all opponents. Mm. They will take nights off, mm. which is, which I suppose in the regular season, who cares? Mm. The problem is they do this crap in the playoffs, and that's why they haven't won a playoff round. And Pop Canuck was still alive the last time they won a playoff round. Let's put it that way. Oh. That was some time ago. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, but it's a new playoff season. I hope. Right? Right? <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy for you to say. You've got at least a team who's probably got a decent shot of going deep into the playoffs, uh, you know, in your neck of the woods. And I don't mean the Islanders. <laughs> Good old Rangers. Yep, their their goal their goaltending is solid, and the rest of their team's pretty solid too. Mm. So I can see them coming out of the East, assuming they get past Carolina in their division, because Carolina scares that crap out of me. Considering they have our old goaltender, mm. who 
you know, was crap in the playoffs, but with a defense in front of him that can actually, you know, defend what a concept. It's like, ooh. So we'll see. Mm. Congratulations to the Florida Panthers on winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know what? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, they they've got pieces and they're playing decently. I don't deny that. But even if they come out of the East, even if they're the Eastern representative, mm-hmm. there's at least three teams in the Western Conference that I think can beat them. Mm-hmm. Number one being well, number one being Colorado, mm-hmm. because Colorado they scare me to death. The best part is they have a player, Nazem Kadri. Who he traded to that to that organization because he couldn't stop doing stupid things in the playoffs. Like he got suspended two playoffs in a row for doing stupid things. Mm. And yet in Colorado, he's not doing those stupid things anymore. Well, he's not getting suspended for them anymore. <laughs> so it's like, hmm. He's been playing out of his mind, of course, because this year is the final year of his contract, and he's a unrestricted free agent. Mm. So he has literally, as he scores, cha-ching, 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 the cash register keeps spinning. So somebody will pay him. I don't think it'll be Colorado, so I think it'll be somewhere else next year. But if he gets a ring, he doesn't care. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, so um, we're getting close to the top of the hour, and I figured I would just be a little selfish and give myself a little early birthday treat over here. So we're going to do a Japanese taste testing here. Oh dear. I have four items from the Boxu Box, I believe from the month of February or March. This was a box that was actually, um, they shipped it and it got lost in transit. So they sent me another one. (laughs) <laughs> oh dear! I wonder where the first box ended up. So, um, these might—I might have had a few of these things before, but I'm gonna let everybody vote on this here. Um, so we'll start between. Th- this will be like, I guess, uh, a little tournament here. I'll take two, and uh, we'll see which one I'm going to uh, have first. Um, should I have the red item or the green item? What do you guys say? In the um, in the chat room, red or green? Let me know. Um, speaking of Jap, uh, speaking of Japan, Neff, um, a very interesting article came across um, from Sora News. It harkens me back. I think I think this is the same building um, in Kyoto when I went to Japan in two thousand and four. Uh, I visited Kyoto, and my first day there. Um, I did, um, a, um, a walking tour and, um, I did a walking tour with uh, a guy by the name, he called himself Johnny Hillwalker. He he made the joke. You can call me Johnny Walker. So it was a two, two and a half hour walking tour around the back alleys. You walk from the train station, you go to this area. Oh, it's so beautiful. Very lovely areas he took us to. And the last building he took us to on the tour um, was an old office building with a company by the name of Marufuku. Marufuku uh, did trading cards or playing cards. So if you want to play games with playing cards, this name... um, was made by this company called Marufuku. Um, And then the people at Marufuku decided to try something a little bit different. Um, So they started developing electronics and video games, and Marufuku then changed their name to Nintendo. I was going to say, the minute you started talking about developing electronics, I'm going, you're talking about Nintendo, aren't you? So the original Nintendo uh, headquarters, which is a an old, small, like two or three story building in a corner of Kyoto, has been turned into a hotel. 
So it's now called Marufukuro, um, which has um, 17 guest rooms, most of them being suites. Um, very, very spacious, and they have, uh, they've built a, um, a new wing to it as well. Um, it's an all-inclusive hotel. I didn't, uh, I didn't see how much it costs. I'm going to check real quick, but apparently, uh, the room rates include breakfast and dinner, all-inclusive, if you put it that way. Hmm. So, um... I'm going to see. I'm on the Japanese website now, so good good luck to me, huh? <laughs> hey, you, you're the one that can read and speak Japanese, neat. I always like to joke. I know enough Japanese to get my face slapped, arrested, or deported. Ooh, Maybe boy. Once. Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to... Um, all right. I see a price for the beginning of May. I am going to change that uh, because the beginning of May, that's golden week, so... Let's see if this changes here. Okay, still expensive. Um, the regular rate for the uh, original building, uh, two adults for one night in the middle of May, 96,000 yen. So that's going to translate into about 900 U.S. dollars a night. uh uh uh, I'm sorry, for $900 US a night, they better provide you with a sleeping pillow. A real sleeping pillow, if you know what I mean. Well, <laughs> actually, it could be a little less than that, because you know the yen's getting cheap these days. Actually, yeah, I was going to say, I, I noticed that the you know Canadian dollar is getting a lot stronger against the yen, and I'm going, hmm. <laughs> well, they let in tourists. How long is it going to last, though? That's the question. Mm, it'll depend. I think once Japan starts opening up again, I think that's when it's going to go. Oh yeah, mm. I'll be I'll be the first person to make a booking if I can. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, we have a vote for red, so I'm going to try. This is the Boxu freeze dried black strawberry. Freeze-dried black strawberry. Huh. So it's a freeze-dried strawberry, and I've had the white chocolate version. So this is the, I guess I want to say it's either milk chocolate or dark chocolate. I was going to say if it's if it says uh, dark, then I would, uh, black, I would say it would be dark chocolate, but that's just my guess. Let's find out. Mm. Dark chocolate. <laughs> mm. And it's quite, it's quite pleasant. The sweetness of the strawberry counteracts with the bitterness of the dark chocolate very well. Now, we have a corn snack and a potato bread snack. Corn or potato? See what people say in the chat. And while we're waiting for our results here, um, reminder, this podcast... Uh, oh, corn, I'm in Indiana, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, the podcast, um, after tonight, uh, we take a hiatus for a week, and we're back next week with a podcast and a stream starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. And by stream, I mean game stream. Uh, we might try out that um, there was a new trivia game that I think came out. I forget what it was called, but we said the name on Monday. Um, we may try that out. But eventually, I want to get back to uh, Ace Attorney because I don't want to go too long without playing Ace Attorney because now we're getting to the whole meat and potatoes of the entire trial. Where everything that's gone on before is slowly twisting together like a demented Sunday. <laughs> uh, oh, potato snack, grilled corn flavor. So it's potato one way or the other. <laughs> So I guess this is a savory snack. I suppose, yes. Crunch. Ooh. Well, he's not crunching. Mm, interesting. I want to I wanna say that uh, this is something I might have had before from the previous boxes a long time ago. Very, very good. Oh, there we go. I was, I was waiting for the crunching in the ear. I'm going, I'm not hearing crunching in the ear. Hmm. 
The group is so corny. <laughs> All right. So now, yikes. Um. Now the green snack or the bread. Green snack or bread. I'd say the bread snack because it's the le- it's the yeast you could do. You just killed him. I just killed him, folks. He's giving me that stare. For those of you who listen to the audio podcast, he's giving me that thousand yard stare that says, "You actually went there." <laughs> All right, we have uh, bread, uh, potato bread, and um, let's see. This is the Dolce variety. Now, this is actually um, there was supposed to be a matcha bread. That um supposed to come with this box, but apparently it was left out because of production issues. So they left a little extra postcard saying, due to a shortage, um, some items may be missing or replaced. Please go to this website to find out what it was. So for the box, they only listed this. So this is the replacement item. And I think it's uh, maybe it's meant to be enjoyed with some um, some tea. Who knows? All right. Oh. I gotta be careful because it's very, very, very moist. Well, better moist than you know, dry as toast. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, got a little sweet potato type flavor. I was gonna say he sounds he sounds impressed and apparently is impressed as he's you know greedily shoving it into his mouth. It's like <laughs> what? Last time, I heard, last time I saw something that fat being shoved into my mouth that fast, it was me. <laughs> and that will leave us with the Momotaro candy. Take a look at this. Uh, I don't know if you hear you. There, there's uh, Momotaro right there. Mm. And this is a, apparently the Saku Puff Chocolate Muscat Grape Flavor. Oh boy! Okay, that's a bit of a mouthful of a descriptor. Yeah. Uh, crisp and dairy, airy puff is adorned with a swirl of muscat grape flavored white chocolate. Oh boy! So okay. a guy uh, on on the package who's all about peaches and the flavor is grape. That makes sense, right? Makes about as much sense as anything these days. <laughs> All right, so I'm trying to open this wrapper up. And then we will call it a night and we will call it a month. Oh boy. Oh yeah, I got to be careful with this one too. Take a look it's at this. Apart, is it? Can't see Ooh, it very well because it's the light's actually bouncing off. Let me turn this light off. Maybe you can see a little clearer. See hmm. the airy puffs here? Yeah, I was going to say, it looks very fragile. Ooh! It's like corn puffs with chocolate on it. Corn puffs with chocolate on it? Hmm. That's actually very good. I was going to say, the way you described that, I'm going, okay, I'm having this mental image of a, of a bowl of corn pops with some cocoa pebbles sprinkled on top. <laughs> And now I remember why I can't do that anymore. <laughs> All right, so it's been a, a corn and potato type uh, taste test here tonight. So. so you could say you have your ear to the ground? Anyway, uh, that will do it for our <laughs> podcast. Um, why don't you give us the closing commentary once you have everything um, you know, taken care of on your end? If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or complaints about this podcast, or anything you hear on our Twitch streams, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. Or check out our social media pages, which you can access by going to linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And don't forget, you can get archived versions of the audio podcast at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. So, um, and this uh, this artwork of Sarah reminds me that on Monday's first stream, um, despite the fact that it went horribly wrong at the end, we did um, release some brand new Sarah artwork of um, Sarah and the cherry blossoms 
And if it looks familiar, it was because it was based off of uh, the cosplay that Keshocho Cosplay did uh, a few years back as Sarah in the same type of dress and the same type of background. So we're happy to um, finally present that to everybody. Um, and what is it with these people asking to switch Sarah right at the very end? I don't get it. <laughs> they want to make, make you work before we leave and before yeah. you get to celebrate, you know, your special day. <laughs> but um, going back to the Sarah artwork, we now have new Sarah wallpaper because when Brenny does Sarah artwork, um, she also does a wallpaper version, a desktop wallpaper version. So to pick up that desktop wallpaper, please go to our Discord, which you can find on Linktree, linktree.com forward slash anime radio. Um, go to our Discord and then go to the Sarah wallpaper page and you can download the wallpaper absolutely free. Uh, it is a different rendition, uh, a different background compared to the... Uh, background that's used in the full artwork, but it's something that I think looks very nice um, for your desktop background. Um, I also have to see maybe in with future Sarah artwork kind of comes through. Um, maybe um, see if we can get uh, something that would work on like um, smartphones. You think that's something we can look at, Neff? Yeah, we have to be of course careful careful regarding the scaling because of course some smartphones have very large screens, others not so much. Mm. Okay. So we need a few different versions. Quite likely, yes, because you know for every large smartphone out there, there are people who don't need, you know, a brick or a smartphone. <laughs> like you and I have. I, I was say, I mean I have the ultimate brick. Although I found um, the new uh, Samsung smartphones, the biggest ones, are actually slightly larger than mine. Wow. Not that I have any phone envy, let me tell you. <laughs> I have trouble with this one, you know, being as large as it is. Mm. You know, I found that the wireless charging pad in my car, if I lay the phone down perfectly, it charges fine. I hit a bump, I take a curve not charging so much anymore until the next bumper curve oh boy well technology <laughs> i um probably uh probably in a few months uh, if not sooner i might upgrade my 12 pro max to the 13 it's been almost two years so well if you're wait, if you're if you're that close you might as well wait to the 14 <laughs> but no, I think I've explained this before. I kind of like the tried and true technology because this is why the last few iPhones I've bought have always been in the summertime before they make the big <laughs> announcements. I have I have technology that's been around for a while, not the one that you know might cause issues the moment it's released. No, uh, you're you're not a fan of the bleeding edge, are you? <laughs> No, just just a little bit off to the side on that regard. I think you don't you don't like to blow over the place. You're smarter. You're smarter than I am. <laughs> you know, it's like for me, it's like oh, shiny new toy. <laughs> so and then um, the shiny toy work. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that will do it for the March podcasts, and that will do it for my thirties. <sighs> Now, now, you've got a long, long time ahead of you. I'll try. I'll try my best. As you said in the beginning, it's all downhill from here, right? <laughs> Y'all are spring chicken. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you said I go fast down the hill. That's kind of like the same thing, right? <laughs> All right, and and a topic. You know, a Subaru was say, yeah, you know, so speed is kind of your thing. <laughs> anyway, folks, um, have a good night. We will be back uh, next week, next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern with another podcast followed by a post-game stream. So we will see you next week for that. Happy April Fool's. 
Happy end of March. We'll see you next week for Nef. I'm JR. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario Twitch streams. And don't forget to check out our archive podcasts at anger.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next week. Old man.